So today we're going to talk about growth and um, I've been looking into the scriptures and asking God to give me some pictures, some understanding of what growth looks like. Now I'm going to use three words. Remember Kirk had three words? Does everyone remember that? Last week and he, he encouraged us all to go home and to pray and ask the Lord, what are the three words this year for you personally? Um, but I've got three words today. They're not really my personal words, but we're just going to do a little game quick. Um, unfurling fern frond. First person who can tell me what that is describing and the Māori name for it, please. Koru. Thank you, Nicola. Prize for Nicola after the service. Awesome. The koru. Right, so I'm going to touch a little bit on the symbolism of the koru and why uh, for us this is a beautiful picture of what growth in Christ looks like, which is what we're all about. Um, if I can have a few people hand out uh, those cards, um, Matt's uh, we'll leave the charge there. Thank you, Paul. It's perfect. So we're just going to hand these cards out. And I want you to uh, look at the picture. And you will see a bit of writing in the back. Just adults, yeah? Yeah, thank you. Adults, yeah, yeah, just adults. I'll actually, can I grab one as well? You're going to get one of these. Now, if you're new with us today... This picture is a prophetic picture that um, has come with a lot of prayer, consideration, and creativity. We've got a friend in Wellington who does beautiful design work, and um, she's also very prophetic. I gave her a few words of what I was trying to describe that I believe the Lord is doing within us this year as a church, and this is what we've come up. This is about the open door. And the picture is a man who is on his knees in a healing in a kneeling position, which shows the posture of humility and righteousness. A man that is, um, and when I say man, it's a picture of the church. And her uh, demonstration or her act on the earth, in a way, is to open the door to the reality of God. To be a vessel or a... Uh, a home that hosts the presence of God and opening the door to the horizon, the reality of God, we can see the sun rising from from off the Wainui waves. Okay, and if you see right in the center there, we have a koru. Now the koru is, symbolizes creation, new beginnings, growth and transformation. In Māori art, it's used as a symbol to convey creation new beginnings and growth based on the shape of an unfurling fern frond. The circular shape conveys the idea of perpetual movements and its inward coil suggests a returning back to the origin. The koru therefore symbolizes the way in which life changes and stays the same. Now it can also represent transformation because the fern frond starts tightly coiled and then opens up and changes, which can very much show how people can develop and change over time. Now, I love what it represents of the growth, um, but more so how we grow. And that's what I want to look at today. Because I think this will be symbolic of our growth groups going forward. Because the essence of our growth groups here in the church 
is about the unfurling transformation of our lives into the likeness of Christ and the completeness of our faith. If we turn it around, we can see the three words, creation, transformation, and completion, because we are a work in progress, aren't we? And, but we have the high goal of being made complete. The word, um, another word for complete in the Bible that's used that seems totally out of touch, but actually the essence of the word perfect means to be made complete. Uh, so when, when it said, be perfect like your father is perfect, that is a high call, but it is attainable because of Christ within us. The only, the only way to be made complete in our lifetime. So the growth groups going forward are going to be environments that remind us we are new creations in Christ. We've been birthed into his kingdom and into his glory, yet never forgetting and always returning to the origins of our faith, that coiled abiding space where Christ and we and ourselves live together, um, that coiled connection with God made by God. So growth in a way is the ever-increasing capacity that comes from a life of a cyclical spiral unfurling and returning from and to Jesus. As born-again believers, our lives have been hidden. What what does it say? It's been hidden with God in Christ or hidden in God with Christ. And so Jesus is our point of origin and he is also the point of of origin of creation is me. Everything's been made in, through, and to him. We live and move and have our being in him, as Paul describes. And we seem in life to move in a perpetual, upward, spiral motion, reaching the higher goal of ever-increasing unity with God. Emanating, energized, and empowered from the point of origin. It says that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. In Colossians it says, Since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, so will you. And here's the picture of the fern, right? Coming out from the ground. Our lives have been hidden with Christ. And when he appears, we appear. We are transformed into the likeness of God. Quite stunning and quite a privilege. Now, how does our faith grow in Jesus? And how do we progress from being new creations and being transformed into the likeness of Christ, being made complete? Well, who knows what koru means in one word? It means loop, okay? Now, this is interesting because I think the answer to what growth can look like is within the answer of the loop, is in the answer of circling. And this is, I'm going to unpack what this looks like. Colossians is, I love this book for so many reasons because it talks so much about the seas and it makes sense. It talks about the church. It talks about how to be a Christian. It talks about being a community and how to love one another. And it also talks about Christ being the center and circumference of our lives. And this is stunning. It means that we are encouraged 
to encompass Jesus, our King and Groom, to make loops around him, if we can remember that, to make loops around him. If you have your Bibles or your phones, open up to Colossians 1, 9 to 12. It says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you, to fill you, to fill me with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And these are the words I really want to drill into today. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. That we would walk in the manner of Jesus stunning, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God and being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, that we may have full endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints and the lights. Oh man, I mean, there is, we read that and we read about the wealth of investment of Christ within us and it actually nullifies any excuse to live any other way. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made by his blood, we have been birthed into a whole new reality, empowered by God to live like God on the earth. I want to take out two words from um, the sentence, to walk in the manner worthy of the Lord. The first one is walk, and the second one is worthy. Walk in this verse means to walk comprehensively, to walk around in a complete circuit, full circle. Interesting. Worthy comes from the word axios, and this means becoming suitable because it's being recognized as fitting, having a worth that matches actual value. Okay, so if you can picture the, the koru being birthed in Christ, that coiled position, we have been given the DNA Okay, the divine quality of Christ. We have been birthed from that place. And now from that place emanating from there, we walk in circles around Christ as our center. And he becomes the circumference of our lives. Can we see the quarter in what I'm trying to say here? Are we keeping track? Give me a hand so I know I'm keep, we're keeping track. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so it means to have actual value. And the root word of axios for the English means a real or imagined line on which a body rotates, a fixed reference line for the measurements of coordinates. Now, the way I picture that is mathematics. Who remembers the good old compass tool? Put your hand up. Yep, so that was that, that thing that had two legs, right? And you'd use it to like, use one leg to make a little pin and then you'd use the other one to stretch out and it would create a circle. So as a vision, you can imagine, again, Jesus being the center and then the one that is the imaginary reference line, call it faith, call it access to God, the connection, the coiled connection we have, the navel of God, we are connected and we are to loop around the king to loop around the groom in our daily lives because if we look at nature if we look at routine and habits that comes from a circular motion and that's how we grow that causes repetition reminding revision 
and to learn to loop around Christ, to, to organize our lives and calendar around Him, we start to grow and we start to emanate and we start to increase Christ's capacity within us as we grow wider and wider and wider. And is this not to be the church? We're not to be the peripheral. We are to be the center, the place where people come to when they're in need. We are to be the place to care for others when there is a greater need in the world. We are the place to represent the Redeemer, the Healer, the Lord of all things. And we need to be bold in that because we have been given the inheritance of Christ, the inherent quality, divine quality of Christ. DNA lives within us. And that's where we are called to live from. Can we hear in Colossians, that verse particularly that I spoke, just shared on, it says, we have been called to live lives in full measure completing all their tasks from a fixed reference of Jesus with all that they are to rotate around and from him. That is all their beginnings and endings from and through Christ. What an encouragement. This is what was encouraged the um, Colossians and this is what is encouraged to us today. Paul charged them to live lives like this because he knew they could. And this is exciting because so can we right? So can we. We can live lives worthy of God. And this is not actually something that is now outside our orbit. Why? Because of Christ and because of the cross and what he's done. Today, I want to urge us and encourage us to see our lives in the same way, to know that we have been called to live our lives beginning to end the full circle with all our habits, manners, and customs satelliting from Jesus, our fixed saviour, healer, deliverer, redeemer, and restorer. Thank God he believes in us in this way, right? Being children of God, who empowers us to fulfill this purpose. Jesus is our, is, is our origin and point of reference invested into us. He is our inheritance. He is making our lives fit for purpose, fit for him which is just such a stunning thought to think that he would make us worthy of himself. So if we can pay close attention and surrender to his will, we will see our lives being directed and coordinated by his Holy Spirit. And today I say with real seriousness that Kirk and I are not the center and circumference of this church. Christ is, and we are privileged to serve and co-labor and partner by His grace to help facilitate and direct the coordinating of this church by first and foremost and personally and meaningfully dancing around the groom, encircling the Lord. That is our personal responsibility as a believer. It's your personal responsibility. But together, we can satellite Jesus to the ends of the earth, starting with little Wainui. We we have the capacity of the Lord within us to grow, whether it's in numbers, but the priority is to grow in Christ and the capacity of who he is. One of the ways we're going to do this as a church in a corporate sense is that we are going to celebrate the appointed times. Now, what I mean by this is they are also called the Lord's Feasts. And this actually means one of the Hebrew words for it is circle. Holiday means circle. And what it is, it's to be 
coming together for a holy, separated, set-apart time to celebrate God and what He has done within the gospel. Whether it's Passover, whether it's um, learning to abide, being in the vine, succot, the covering. There are many feasts that represent an atmosphere of time to come to be reminded, to revise, to remember, and to repeat. Okay, we've got examples within the word of why they came together. It was to, to call to memory what God has done in others' lives and what He can do today and what He will do for future generations. Interestingly, generations are also represented by circles. Complete cycles, circuiting through time. Okay, so we are in a very precious time. We are born for a time such as this, truly. Other beautiful thing is when we... Um, we can read about Jewish weddings. One of their customs is that when the couple first enters into the hapa, which is like a tent, the bride circles the groom seven times. So she actually, you can imagine the groom as the center, circles him seven times, which represents seven wedding blessings and the seven days of creation. As we know, the koru represents creation and new beginnings. And demonstrating that the groom is the center of her world, the bride's world, and she is the frame of his world. Stunning picture of Jesus and the church. We are his focus and he is ours. We need to learn to encircle him, to loop him and um, live for him. I want to share a really quick recent story of where I literally did a loop walking and also a completion where the Lord um, impressed it on my heart and it, 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 I needed to repeat and revise. Last year, November, I walked into a favorite shop of mine to get some goodies. And while I was there, there was a lady, the shopkeeper actually, who had her shoulder in a sling. And um, I asked her about it. I said, oh, what, you know, what happened? And anyway, she, she strained it or she had actually also broken it and um, it was sticking out, like she had a, a sort of a bone sticking out. And she said, you know, the, the hospitals are so overrun. I haven't been able to get any direct help as yet. I'm still waiting. And I said, oh, that's terrible. I was like, next time I come back, um, if it hasn't been, if it hasn't, uh, nothing's shifted, then I'll pray. And I think that was my way of kind of like getting out of it. You know, I'm not praying right there. And then I was like, when I come back, Anyway, this week, I went back to get some goodies, and there she was with her arm in the sling. And um, I knew what I said last time, and I had done a loop, and I knew that the Lord was saying, this is a loop around me right now. This is me giving you reference that I am the healer. You have known this in an experiential way. It is not outside your orbit. I have given you the inheritance of myself. Pray and lay hands. So me and my friend, I had a friend with me. I said, oh, do you mind if, if we pray? I'm just going to pray for your healing. Prayed, laid hands, and she was she was open to it, you know? She sort of looked at me like with that like smile, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'd love you to, you know? But no one was else in the, in the shop, and I thought she could have said no, she didn't want to. Anyway, we prayed, and, um, and whether something shifted, I don't know. I said I would loop back and come and see her again. What I'm getting from this and what I... What I really want to urge is that we are the answer only because of Christ within us. But, but we have to live intentional, full-orbed lives of circling the center of our lives, who is Christ, and complete the tasks that he has in mind for us every day. To be 
the manifestation of God on the earth, to grow in the likeness of who he is, that we would live daily and walk in the manner the same way as Christ did on the earth. It is a high call. I'm, I'm, I'm not pretending it's not. But we have been called by the Lord. And it says in Ephesians, according to his riches. Okay, So we don't have to muster this up. It's according to who he is because he is our reference point that we can be empowered, provided to live in a way that is actually nurturing and feeding the world in a time where it is absolutely needed. So I'll leave it there. Um, bless you guys. I, I hope we could hear the encouragement this morning that growth groups and growing is a very high value for us that the sacrifice of Jesus we see as a high value and to treat it any other way, to live differently than what we've been called is to treat it cheaply and irreverently. The cost of the, cri the, 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 cost of the cross cost a lot. <laughs> the gift of salvation is free, but it's not cheap. And to live any other way is to discard what Jesus has done on the cross. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Lord, we want to thank you who you are. You are the, the source of life. You are the origin. You are the creator. And we stand in awe of who you are today in your creation, Father. And we say, Lord, help us. Help us as your people to center and organize our lives around you every day, God, to not have you on our sidelines, to not have you on our peripheral, but to have our eyes fixed on you as the reference point to every point and everything we do in our lives, Lord. God, help us to be people that carry your glory, to carry and know the uh, richness of our inheritance of yourself, that we have inherent value because of who you are. Thank you, Lord, for this day that we could be together. Um, empower your church in every way, Lord. Thank you for who you are, in Jesus' name. Amen.